It is Thursday, April 13th, and this is your Morning Mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Thursday. I am Matt Ray, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media. First, allow me to apologize about yesterday's episode. I recorded one. I really, really did. And as I was putting the episode together, I saw that my audio did not record at all. And since this is a primarily audio listen to show that would have been a very boring show for like 70% of this audience, even though I am not a hundred percent sure why many of you just don't switch over and watch on Spotify. Uh, so you can see the video that goes along with it, unless you just don't think I'm that attractive. Uh, and in which case I understand, but, uh, I am sorry about that. And don't worry at some point in the future, I will be giving you a bonus episode in order to make up for my lack of an episode yesterday. Now, let's get into the news. President, Former President Trump, not President Trump, because we all know what happened in 2020. Um, former President Trump is suing his ex-lawyer, Michael Cohen, for $500 million. And honestly... This feels like kicking a man when he is all the way down and out. This man has been to jail. This man's been to jail. He got out because of COVID. Nobody is ever going to hire this dude again. He is going to be doing the talk show circuit for as long as he possibly can, just hoping to all hope that people will want to continue to pay him to do appearances just to say, Trump is a bad person and a liar. Well, Mike, we hate to tell you this, but Trump was president. So we already know he was a bad person and a liar. How long is he really going to be able to survive on that shtick? Also, suing Michael Cohen for $500 million is roughly going to net you the same amount of... Uh, dividends as suing me for $500 million because neither one of us got it and you can't get blood from a stone. Um, so, so 
I don't really understand. Like, I understand why he's doing it. He's doing it to try to do to Michael Cohen what Michael Cohen is attempting to do to Trump. It's just Trump is doing it much better. Um, so let's get into it a little bit. He is suing him for $500 million, alleging a breach of his attorney-client relationship, unjust enrichment, and more. Uh, the 30-page federal lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida on Wednesday because Trump obviously wants to make sure that this is done in his home turf, not in New York, which uh, you would think that New York would be his home turf, but no, not anymore. Uh, not after 2016. Now Florida is his home turf and he wants to make sure that he has a bunch of friendlies around him while he's doing this. Uh, cause you know, he's, if he tried to do this in New York, it would have a vastly, vastly different outcome. Um, the suit says this is an action arising from Cohen's multiple breaches of fiduciary duty, unjust enrichment, conversion and breaches of con contract by virtue of Cohen's past service and Trump's as as Trump's employee and attorney. Uh, the lawsuit also alleges Cohen breached his attorney client relationship by spreading falsehoods about Trump that were likely to embarrass to be embarrassing or detrimental and partook in other misconduct. Now, I'm not 100% sure what this is referring to, but I am I am inferring. Nope, no, I'm not. I am the. Yeah, I'm not inferring because the. Nope, uh, but I am. Yeah, I'm inferring. Uh, I'm inferring that this is referring to the fact that he is saying that. He told that Trump told Michael Cohen to pay the $130,000. That is what I'm going to guess in order to silence, in order to silence Stormy Daniels over the alleged affair. Trump has consistently and constantly said that the affair never happened. Nobody believes him. Nobody. But if he's going to continue to say it, suing Michael Cohen or saying it makes sense. It makes sense, even if he's lying. Um, because if you're saying you're going to be spreading these falsehoods about me, it makes sense that you would sue somebody for saying something that you are claiming is false. Um, it also breaches contractual terms of confidentiality agreements he signed as a condition of employment with Trump. Uh, and it's not surprising that Trump probably has some pretty good NDAs. Uh, apparently, if you want an NDA with Trump, it might cost him $130,000 that Michael Cohen will pay. Um, the, uh, the lawsuit alleges Cohen spread falsehoods about Trump with malicious intent and to wholly self-serving ends. And of course they were to wholly self-serving ends. Michael Cohen is a self-serving person as Trump is a self-serving person. And the two of them kind of were made for each other, except one of them is really bad at playing the game while the other one has the money and the, uh, resources to play the game a lot better. I'm not saying well. I'm saying a lot better. Um, the 
It claims Cohen has, in recent months, increased the frequency and hostility of illicit acts, appears to have been emboldened, and repeatedly continues to make wrongful and false statements about Trump through various platforms. Such continuous and escalating improper conduct by Cohen has reached a proverbial crescendo and has left Trump with no alternative but to seek legal redress through this action. Uh, it also adds that Trump has suffered vast reputable harm as a direct result of Cohen's breaches. Some could also say that he uh, that he suffered vast reputational harm as a direct result of not wearing Trump's britches, but we'll leave that to another day. Whether or not this goes anywhere, whether or not this goes anywhere, it doesn't really matter. What Trump is doing is he's by doing this is he's saying, look, if you were going, if you are going to come after me, I am going to come after you. I am going to come after you and I will win in cases like Michael Trump. When it comes to the government, but when it, in cases like this, he's going to win. And he will because he does have the money and the resources to win these fights. Uh, or Michael Cohen will not have the money and the resources to win these fights. Uh, now, whether or not this actually goes anywhere anywhere like legitimately like, this will get settled out of court probably this will get settled out of court and part of that settlement is going to be uh and part of that settlement is going to be a non-disclosure agreement that is ironclad or 500 million dollars is owed something like that is going to be what the result of this is and we're never really going to find out what it is in full but he is doing this to make michael cohen shut up which Michael Cohen should probably shut up or he's going to end up losing whatever money he has left. Uh, some would also say that it would be a good idea for Trump to take the same advice and shut up. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for sticking with me. Let's get into it. Yesterday, Representative Ro Khanna from California, a Democrat, uh, recommended encouraged we'll say that senator diane feinstein resign from the senate even though her term ends next year um now for anybody who hasn't been paying attention diane feinstein has spent uh, about as much time in the senate this session as uh as fetterman uh has from pennsylvania uh both of them have left the office very early on and have been hospitalized. Uh, Fetterman might be back now. I'm not even 100% sure if he is. Fetterman might be back yet, but Feinstein isn't. She's been recovering from shingles. Uh, there's also a lot of talk that she may be slipping and uh, that she is having some of the same issues that we get to watch firsthand being ha happening to the or from the president of the United States. Uh, when... <sighs> And when somebody is in there and they're like, okay, we can't have her out here doing these things or she is physically incapable of doing the job. I kind of agree with Ro Khanna here that it is time to have her resign and then Gavin Newsom can put somebody else in that seat until 2024. It really makes the most amount of sense, but a lot of people don't agree with this sentiment for one reason or another. Um, but Kana says, 
uh, Rokana says, it's time for Senator Feinstein to resign. We need to put the country ahead of personal loyalty. While she has had a lifetime of public service, it is obvious she can no longer fulfill her duties. Not speaking out undermines our credibility as elected representatives of the people. And, you know, I got to agree with Roe on this one. Um, shortly after Representative Dean Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, uh, agreed, saying, I agree with Ro Khanna. Senator Feinstein is a remarkable American whose contributions to our country are immeasurable. But I believe it's now a dereliction of duty to remain in the Senate and a dereliction of duty for those who agree to remain quiet. And both of these gentlemen were so close to doing the compliment sandwich that we've all need to learn like they started out strong with we need to put uh she had a lifetime of public service and to be fair ro Khanna didn't do it great he said it's time for her to resign he just slaps it right out there we need to put the country ahead of personal loyalty while she had a lifetime of public service this is not really a compliment this is him just stating a fact and uh it is it's not giving any real credit to her lifetime of public service. So I'm actually in agreement with this, but it is obvious she can no longer fulfill it. So he did like the, the bad news sandwich with like the worst meat in the middle. While, uh, while Dean Phillips says, I agree with Ro Khanna. Okay. Not there yet. Senator Feinstein is a remarkable woman, a remarkable American whose contributions to our country are immeasurable. That's like the compliment bread. And then he says, but I believe it's now a dereliction of duty to remain in the Senate uh, and a dereliction of duty for those who agree and to remain quiet. Quiet. That's the bad news. That's when you're supposed to throw on to the end something along the lines of she will always be remembered for her hard work, dedication, and all the good she's done for the country. And you get all of that in there and people are like, look at all the great things he said. And it doesn't make it sound like he's being a dick. Um but it is Diane Feinstein, so I don't care. Be a dick. Um, Feinstein's been recovering from shingles and has been since February. Uh, and she said that she will be resigning after this year. Uh, Gavin Newsom pledged in March of 2021 that he would appoint a black woman if Feinstein were to retire before the end of her term. Um, because equality really is what that's what that is uh so there's no real timeline for feinstein to return and jo jo john fetterman uh has been absent for more than two months is expected to be back in washington monday okay so there we go um fetterman announced on february 15th that he would be out uh and in walter reed to receive medical treatment for clinical depression that and he was discharged on march 31st so he has been out for 13 he can come back he's been out for two weeks and he's going to be coming back now the reason that this is so important to the democrats is without them in there Biden can't put any of his picks for any of his judicial nominees, any of his picks to like head, head uh, different departments. They can't be voted on because if they vote on them, they won't pass. So not having those two people in there technically gives the power of the Senate 
to the Republicans. It is very important for the Democrats to have those two in there. Uh, if Because it's 51-49, and without those two, it's 49-49. Um, so it kind of gives the power to the Republicans. And that is a lot of power for the Republicans to be holding. The fact that they've been holding on to Dianne Feinstein for as long as they have, allowing her to just finish out her term out of loyalty shows that it isn't really about the country with them. It is about personal, it's about personal relationships with the people in charge. The fact that they have not said, hey, it is time for you to go. You need to resign. You cannot do your duty. Resign in grace and let us put somebody else in the seat shows that they care more about the people up on that hill than the people below. I can argue that based on what they do up on that hill shows they don't care about the people below, but it still gives the impression that you want to do the things you promised if you fill those seats when people can't be in them. Um, whether or not she comes back, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The Senate will continue once whoever, whoever fills that seat is going to push through all of Biden's nominees and picks and all that kind of thing. And they are going to pass whatever bill that they can get the Republicans in the House to pass. But for the next two years, it's going to be basic gridlock up there with the exception of what many people think is the most important thing, the judicial nominees. And Trump, I believe, set a record for the amount of judges that he appointed over his four-year term. They want to undo some of that damage. So the longer that they don't have enough people in the Senate to allow those judges to be appointed, the bigger the issue becomes for them. Because right now, if many people were betting, the Republicans win in 2024, at least the White House. The Republicans win the White House in 2024. Uh, and odds are, I would say they take back take back the Senate and the House could flip either way. Um, it, I'm not 100% sure. And I was so wrong on the last one that I'm not willing to make any guesses. Um, so they want to get as many judicial nominees into the onto the benches as possible before 2024. That is going to be a massive push for them over the next year and a half. So keep an eye out on all that. We'll see if Feinstein comes back and we will see you next week. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.